Hello, I'm Daniel Barnett and welcome to episode 22. In this episode of Employment Law Matters, I'm looking at some case law on protecting an employer's reputation. I'll be discussing the practical steps you can take and I'll be exploring one of employers' biggest bugbears, social media. Just before I start, thank you so much to Philadelphia Cheese. You wrote this review on iTunes. I've just found these fab podcasts. They're like box sets. Because they're so useful and entertaining, I ended up drinking quite a few cups of tea to get myself up to date in one evening. Can't wait until next week's. So what a lovely thing to say. Thank you. Two things to say to you, Philadelphia Cheese. Number one, that's not how you spell Philadelphia. Go look it up. Number two, as a thank you for writing that review, I'm going to send you a copy of my book on employee investigations. Just email podcast at danielbarnett.co.uk with your real name, hopefully correctly spelt, and your address, and we'll pop a copy of the book in the post to you. Welcome to Employment Law Matters with Barrister Daniel Barnett. There are, of course, degrees of reputational damage in many different contexts. An unsuccessful job candidate might post a negative comment online, such as... Worst interview ever. Misogynist? Ridiculous questions. Wouldn't work there if you paid me. Awful money, too. And, of course, news of your data breach might actually hit the headlines. Handling error results in thousands of customers' details falling into the wrong hands. There's a wide range of potential issues that can flow from this sort of thing, most of which aren't anything to do with the law at all. Some of them can easily be put right, others take careful, longer-term management involving external PR and business consultants. But sometimes lawyers will be in the thick of it because sometimes damage to an employer's reputation will raise legal issues. Now, remember, though, ultimately people have to be allowed to get on with their jobs. And so employers must ideally prevent reputation related incidents from occurring in the first place. That's actually quite difficult. Or tackle them quickly and strategically once they've happened. It's potentially fair to dismiss someone for damage to reputation, but it's not always the right step to take. When it comes to reputational damage, one of the biggest culprits is social media. For all its benefits, and there are many, social media is also an employer's nemesis. You'll encourage the appropriate use of social media for work purposes. Your workers can be great ambassadors for your brand. But they have to understand exactly what is and isn't good use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, even LinkedIn. People don't instinctively know this stuff. Now, you won't easily be able to place significant restrictions on an employee's use of social media for personal purposes in their own time. It's really none of your business. But you are entitled to be kept out of it. Make it clear to your employees that they need to exercise good judgment, particularly, but not exclusively, when they're representing you, and that you have to be completely unassociated with anything untoward that goes online, in the same way you would want to be in the real world. The root of the social media challenge for many employers is that some employees 
just don't get it. They don't know or they disagree with their employer's perception of where the line is drawn between personal and work, or between appropriate and inappropriate. Either that or they believe, it's my right, I'm entitled to say whatever I like, or maybe they're just so caught up in riding the social media wave that they just don't think about it. They'll be posting their TikTok videos, thinking they're 100% personal and therefore safe. Nothing to do with their job, they'll think, because it's sent from home at 9pm and doesn't mention their employer's name. They don't get that your reputation is put at risk in many and various ways, and that they can be responsible and they can be dismissed for actual reputational damage or potential reputational damage. There have been quite a lot of cases on social media use. I've done many myself, with no doubt plenty more to come as social media use develops. I'm going to give you an example of a fair dismissal, and then I'm going to give you an example of one where the employer got it wrong. Here's an example of a fair dismissal. The case is called Crisp and Apple Retail. An Apple employee, yes, that Apple, an Apple employee who made derogatory comments on Facebook about the company and its products could not rely, it was held, on a reasonable expectation of privacy, even though his Facebook page could only be viewed by friends. The point was that he couldn't control how the things he had written would be treated. They could be copied. They could be passed on. Significantly, Apple had very clear policies and had trained staff on the value it placed on its brand image. It was clear that making these types of derogatory comments on social media was likely to amount to gross misconduct. It was a fair dismissal. And now an example of where the employer got it wrong. This is a case called Taylor against Summerfield Stores. A manager at Summerfield Stores posted a YouTube video showing another Summerfield employee being bashed over the head with some plastic bags. On the face of it, the video didn't have much impact. It was only viewed eight times, and it was taken down after three days. But the manager was dismissed for bringing the company into disrepute. The employer said it was gross misconduct. The dismissal was held to be unfair because it was outside the range of reasonable responses. It was too harsh a sanction. There was no evidence that could have formed the basis of a reasonable belief that the employer's reputation either had been or was likely to be damaged. Relevant factors included the company's name and logo weren't visible on the plastic bags. The employer hadn't considered alternatives to dismissal. And there was some mitigation. The employee had apologised and had an otherwise unblemished record. So here are eight practical steps that you can take to avoid or minimise the risk of reputational damage. Number one, make sure your policies are crystal clear on what is and is not acceptable in terms of employee actions and behaviour and the consequences of breach. Now, if you don't have a social media policy, you can get one from my website at danielbarnett.co.uk. Go to products at danielbarnett.co.uk and then under the products menu, select HR policies and you'll be able to get hold of a pack of 16 policies that I've written 
designed specifically for the modern HR department and SME, each of which provides you with the protection and flexibility your company needs. You can use them in your organization or if you're a solicitor or independent HR professional, resell them to your clients. So number one, make sure your policies are crystal clear. Number two, be clear in your policies as well about the value you place on your brand, the value you place on your image, and the value you place on your reputation. Three, make sure your disciplinary lists bringing the employer into disrepute, or similar, as an example of gross misconduct. Four, insist that employees have separate accounts for personal and work-related social media, and make sure their profiles are clear about the purpose of each. Five, make your recruitment process a positive experience for everybody, including unsuccessful candidates. It makes them less likely to badmouth you. Six, hold exit interviews with staff who are leaving. It's your chance to address niggles or complaints that they might otherwise have chosen to vent to others. You could actually turn things round. Seven, monitor employer review sites like Glassdoor. Respond to negative comments in a measured and constructive way. Do not get into arguments online. Encourage ex-employees who left on good terms to post positive comments about your organisation. And number eight, as always with anything HR or employment law related, be fair, be reasonable and do everything with integrity. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do leave a review on the iTunes store on Apple Podcasts. I do read every one of them. I do read every one of them and I pick one every week to give a shout out to on a future episode of Employment Law Matters. And you'll also win, if you're picked, a copy of my book on employee investigations. If you don't already subscribe, please do go to your favourite podcast player and subscribe to Employment Law Matters. You won't regret it, I promise. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Any information on this podcast is for general guidance only. Always seek legal advice. Please see full terms at www.danielbarnett.co.uk forward slash podcast terms.